You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome, everyone. I am Johnny Christ, and this is the Dreams with Johnny podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another week as we celebrate our 100th episode today. That's right. We stuck with it, and we are here for Drinks with Johnny episode 100 with Cam Rackham, a very, very good friend of mine. I, I was so happy to have Cam as my guest and for this 100th episode release, right? It was so... It, this whole season has been really great going back and taking things from uh, from the past and kind of rehashing them out, reliving them in a lot of ways. And uh, it's been really cool because I'd never, never really do that in my, in, in my spare time. I never really think about the things that I've done in my life. And, uh, you know, it, it's really good to have a, have a really close friend like this that was there for a lot of it and could remind me and we can talk about those stories and everything that we've done because um, some of them are real fun and some of them are real great. And, you know, it's, it's, it's great for me to be able to do this. It's kind of therapeutic. It's kind of great for me to look back at the world, um, that we've lived. And Cam again has been there for this the whole time. You guys are going to get to hear a, a lot of great stories from him here in a second. And he's got his own art. He's got his own stuff that he's doing. And I'm so proud of him as a friend for all the success that he's had recently. And, oh, man, I'm just going to shut up now and let you... Well, I'm not going to shut up because <laughs> you're about to hear me talk some more. But this is an episode we, we filmed a few, uh, a few nights ago. And, oh, man, I'm just so happy for you guys to listen to this. Hope you enjoy it. I'll talk to you at the end again. So uh, without further ado, I bring you the 100th episode of Drinks with Johnny with my very good friend Cam Rackham. What's up, everybody? I'm Johnny Christ. This is Drinks with Johnny. This is Cam Rackham. We're ready to start. We're gonna drink a couple of Negronis. I'm gonna show you guys how to make that. And uh, we're gonna be talking some shit. I mean, I've known this guy for way too fucking long. We still haven't got our Costanza tattoos though. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were gonna get Costanza tattoos. Yeah. But when was that? What was, which, wait, wait, which for, time? For what? context, for context. Okay, yeah, you, you The older the you get, the more you become like George Costanza. Oh, absolutely. Trading hair for face. Right. Uh, getting a little stockier, a little, a little slower. A little you know? more divorced. <laughs> A little more divorce. That's awesome. So what I'm gonna do, Cam, I'll, I'll, I'll explain it to you as if you don't know how to make a cocktail, because I know you do. But, no, uh, no, no, I'm excited to see how you do it. So what I like to do when I haven't already like, you know, made my martini glasses nice and cold, is when I, before I even get started with anything else, I like to set my ice in there that I'm gonna use to make the drink. This is gonna okay. start already chilling my glass, right? So I give it a nice little twirl. Nice little twirl. Now, why did you, so we were texting about this. You, this is, what is this? We were supposed to have you on last season. We're on season Actually, I was now. supposed to be your first guest. <laughs> yeah. I've been dodging you for like this four seasons. This is like seasons. fucking forever to get yeah, you yeah, out yeah. here. Yeah. But uh, you wanted to do a Negroni. Why did you want to do a Negroni? I, I, you know what? It's my favorite drink to have with a cigar. I don't think it's a drink you should drink like 10 of in a night, but it's a good, like, classy, fun, what Once in a while, kind of drink. What happens if we drink? You, you actually become Italian. 
<laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to start off with the gin. That's the, that's the start of this. I have the uh, Violet Fog, uh, McQueen in the Violet Fog. It's awesome. I've, I've never had it. It was uh, Brett Barish, who uh, is an alcohol maker that we had on the show, sent a bunch of, a bunch of it. Sweet. And he's, it's fucking delicious. I'm so pumped. We're going to do two shots of this to start off. Oh, you're going to mix them. I thought we were about to do two shots of it. Well, I mean, we can if you want. It's actually pretty smooth. No, we'll get there. Okay. So you're going to do two shots of gin. You do, uh, it's pretty much equal parts. I don't know if you're aware of that. It's pretty much equal parts on everything. It usually calls for an ounce and a half, but I'm an asshole, as you know, and I'm just going to do two, two ounces of everything, so we got a little extra going on. Let's do it. There we go. Shabling. I'm going to do, that was Campari, by the way. I just realized I missed that part. So a little Campari, a little uh, sweet vermouth to finish that off. You got enough, you get the big bottle? <laughs> yeah, you know. Hey, man, that's, how, that's how they sell them at Costco. Have, have Americanos later. <laughs> a little sweet vermouth, a little oh too much God. that time. That wow. was perfect. That was going to be a good that's a, that's a beautiful that's pour, done. right? That's how it's done. <laughs> Back to the ice, we're going to throw that in there. And then you're going to do this. So you could do it shaken and stirred, obviously. That's kind of how martinis are. You're a stirred guy? This time I'm doing it stirred. Okay. I, 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 you know, I kind of typically do a shaken because I like, I like it bruised. But you're not going to really, I mean, look at that hue. Like, what kind of bruising are you really going to see on that anyway? I don't know if you can really bruise you in that bad. You can't. It's not, you know, it's all good. I honestly don't care if it's black and blue. <laughs> like. And then we're going to strain that out into your martini glass. Finish it off with an orange peel zest. And that's just going to squeeze that out. Use the skin on the outside for the rim. Make sure we get Drop rim. her in. And then Cam's going to take the first drink. Thank you. If he survives, I think I did a good job. It's adequate. Adequate, okay. Adequate. Adequate's better. I mean, in cam terms, that means it's pretty good. So uh, I think it's time to move on. I'll Let's make go. myself one. And then Let's we'll, do it. We'll move it in front of the bar for a chat. So I actually forgot completely to mention at the top of the show that you're going to be our 100th episode. Did you realize that? Uh, yeah, I, I timed I, it this way. <laughs> I've been dodging you for, the whole time for four until. seasons <laughs> so I can get into episode 100. <laughs> You know, it's funny though, is I, I saw Michelle uh, the other day and I was like, Cam's going to be on for the 100th episode. She's all, wow, 100 episodes. I'm like, yeah, I stuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> her disbelief that I came yeah. on the show or, or that you made it this far? Both. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck it, hey, man. I mean, oh, so good. So this episode. It is good though, right? It's so good. It's good. I it's a good drink a between drinks or a yeah. drink to start you off, a vacation drink. I like classy, it. Classy, masculine. It's got, it's got all the things that like a proper cocktail should have. Right. You know. Booze. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's fun, though, to, to have you on. It, it actually, you know, they, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason, especially these days. And the fact that it has taken, for whatever reason, I know we're making jokes about it, that it has been this long since you've been on the show and stuff. It actually makes perfect sense because we're, we're calling this season the refill. Just, I thought it was funny. Okay. And then Sam, our producer, actually brought up the fact he's like, it's kind of like, like a, a reboot of stuff and going back because I've had so many guests already 
that I've been able to reminisce with on this season. Okay. And it kind of feels like this is kind of okay. the perfect 100th episode, perfect season four thing. You're just scraping the bottom of the barrel of the list of right. friends yeah, you got. That's, that's <laughs> I, mean, I ran out of friends is yeah, basically yeah, yeah. what I'm yeah. getting at. Yeah. <laughs> manager doesn't return your calls. <laughs> like, no, but I... So I, now I, we're on to his neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next season. <laughs> season five. Next drinks season. with neighbors. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's like drinks with the mailman. Drinks with the Hey, Am- buddy, you want to come in for a yeah. drink? The poor Amazon guy. Oh, <laughs> uh, he'd love it. He'd come in. Mm. But I, I, we have a long history, obviously, of our friendship. And I want to I take it back to some of the early days. To start. Okay. Um, Scary. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. So, be, I mean, you... I have been friends with the rest of the guys uh, since high school, right? Uh, or even some earlier. even earlier. Some even earlier, right? Yeah. So why don't you walk me through your history with the rest of the boys in Avenged and your impressions when you and I first met when I was the 18-year-old little fucking shithead that uh, just joined the band. Oh, that night. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first, you were at, we had Val and Michelle on, and I talked to Val about the night at Nick Nguyen's house where... That wasn't when we met. That's not when we met. No, no, you, don't, no you don't remember when we met. Because when we met, you were out cold. No. That's correct. When was this? I walked into Johnny's Bar sometime in 1999. <laughs> uh, maybe uh, 2000? It must, have been, it must have been 2000. I wasn't yeah. hanging out with the guys until I joined the band in 2002. Okay, so it was 2002. And I go into the bar, and the rev goes... Hey, did you meet our new bass player? And I was like, no, where is he? And I, I can't wait because at this point, they had thrown so many dudes out of the band that were bass players. And it was so ruthless. Every time somebody got thrown out of Avenged, it was like they got drumsticks thrown at them until they walked out of the recording studio in tears. It was brutal. Uh, it was brutal. It uh, was. Yeah, there were times where it's like, oh, you suck. You should kill yourself. You can't be in our band. It was me. You guys were mean. Well, you guys, I wasn't oh, there. Oh, before, but yeah, yeah, okay. I'd get okay. thrown out of the buses okay, if okay. I was there. Well, and by the way, they were, you're, like, you're, they were you're, like 20 years old. You're <laughs> guilty by proxy. So I can't wait to meet the new guy who's about to get his throat cut. So, so it's like, oh, yeah, he's right outside. So I was like, I didn't see anybody outside. And I walk outside, and there's like this 16, 17-year-old kid crumpled up into a ball, passed out with puke all over him, all right? I was like, oh, oh damn. Oh, he might last, <laughs> right? I came back in, I was like, oh, hey, so you okay, buddy? I did one of those, and uh, that was the first time I met you. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I, you you're didn't correct, know that, did I didn't you? know, no, I didn't. I mean, I know that Johnny's was a staple for us every time, I mean, every night. We go to Johnny's, like, basically. I mean, even coming off the road in that van, which, by the way, you're the proprietor of... Uh, I, I gave it to a buddy. You gave the van I away? Did. I did. I gave it to him as a gift. You son of a so, bitch. Uh, I had a po- I'm, I'm, I'm just the thing is covered in tickets. <laughs> like it's a... Okay. All right, wait, wait, let, let, let's, let's tell everyone real quick, because you and I are probably going to have to explain ourselves quite a few times on this episode, because we're just going to roll, and everyone's going to be like, oh, what the fuck are uh, they the, talking the about? The fans are smarter than... They remember better shit than you and I do, That's ever. True. So yeah. our van that we had tr- in, in, with a trailer on the back that we used to do all of our warp tours on, all of our early day tours. Sleep in it. Crying in it. it. Everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that place is disgusting. 
We sold to uh, Cam, or gave you, I don't even remember if you bought it or we gave it to you. I think you gave it to me and then I felt bad so I gave you money. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you, you use it for all, I mean, you got a lug of all giant paintings and shit. And Actually, all I think I drove right? to the East Coast in it more times than you guys did. Um, yeah, Dude. I used that thing as like my art truck for years. One of my favorite and times I is when we cross paths while you were touring, or we were on the Mayhem tour together. Yeah. What? And we <laughs> went to the strip club and threw dice. Oh man! On the fucking. Stage. We should wait to get into that till we've had yeah. a few more because that is an epic story. But it is epic. Like it's we, so yeah, good. Yeah. It was so much fun. But yeah, so you have the van from those early days. That was the first Real van quick, that I was in. Real quick, just a caveat on that story. Your security guy comes over, and I'm with my crusty road dude. And we've been we've been roading it hard, and you're doing van life. You're all, you know, fancy, and each band van, member no, has That was bus life. Yeah, bus life. And, and that each was band each member band had their own bus. Star coach, It was baby. fancy. Yeah, it was fancy. <laughs> and, and we were, like, sleeping in, in piles of shit. And uh, your security guy shows up, and before we go to the club, he's like, oh, hey. Do you guys have any weapons on you? Give them to me because I'll, I'll carry them in for you. I was like, we don't. He goes, come on. And we're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's all, really, man? <laughs> no, but it's funny. So you have that, back to that story, that van that, that you ended up owning for a while and using, that was the same van that we would park at Johnny's coming straight off the road. Oh, yeah. And we'd just go with whatever money we made on that tour and go straight to Johnny's. But do you remember all your friends in town that were waiting for you guys to come home? We're all all waiting for you at home, you know, for the van to pull up. And it's like, they made it. You guys all had lost like 10 pounds each every road, every uh, tour. Absolutely. We didn't have any money to like spend. Like there was nothing. No, you had to like steal to like not die. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love seeing the golden arches. No oh, man. That mean you got. That mean you could get one sandwich for a buck, and you're like, "Fuck yeah, dude, let's go." <laughs> Sad shit. <laughs> no way, dude. That was those are great times. I'd go back to them. I'd do them all over again. In no, you wouldn't. In a heartbeat. No, I'd you wouldn't. I absolutely. Like would. you're still carved out of wood, dude. No, no way. I'm not saying I could do it now, but like if I was like you could a do kid. it for like an hour now. Whatever. Man. <laughs> that was no way. I, I'm stronger than you think. <laughs> mm. Okay. So, anyways. Going back to those times, sure. You were out. You were out with us when we did uh, the. What was it like uh, the the San Diego New Year's Eve shows? Were you out? Is this another t- part that? of your your episodes? Where you want to talk about another fight that your ruckus yeah. friends got into? You were there <laughs> for that fight. No, I was not. You weren't. Uh, I, 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 I. You're in all any, the other fucking fights. I'm Why not, wouldn't you be in no, that one? I wasn't even those either. That's bullshit. <laughs> uh, okay. What about the house party where the cops came to Nick and Wins? And that was after I, I was don't remember that. And you went back and I grabbed no clubs. You went back and grabbed your clubs <laughs> and rolled out to the party with clubs. <laughs> okay, you might have to edit all that because there's probably cases pending. Why do you think you only get one of the dirty heads on your show every time? <laughs> I get both okay. of them. <laughs> yeah, two, two, two of four. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit, man. Okay. Um, Johnny's Bar, beginning times. Why don't you explain to, I mean, everyone, I, obviously I already know this, but why don't you explain to everyone your early times of knowing the band of Avenged Sevenfold and being, being friends, you know, and that. So know. it was, for me, it was super weird, right? Is that like, we were like young kids and I grew up on the same block as Matt, and Jimmy, and, you know, um, before Brian was in the band, like, it was... You know, there was a vision that the group and collective of friends had as we want to make this thing a reality. And we thought that was really exciting and cool. 
and uh, Val was doing, you know, the management and the merch and the bookings. And yep. I remember Zach was working at a coffee shop trying to save money so you could guys could buy wheels. Um, I was sneaking like little sixteen-year-old M shadows off to the to the hood ass tattoo artist back when there were like four tattoo shops. We're gonna sound super old. This is amazing because this yeah. is all pre Johnny, by the way. What he's describing is all. It's pre- like maybe fifteen years before you joined the band or something. <laughs> fifteen years, Jesus! <laughs> You're just aging yourself yeah. that much I'm, more I'm, than me. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm two hundred years old. So, um, no, I'd sneak. I'm, his mom used to hate me, but I would sneak. You know him off when he was in high school to the to the tattoo artist, and mm. we go get inked up, and then is that one of know. the infamous H two O tattoos? Is that, is that yeah? We've that got one? a couple of those. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't make great tattoo decisions when you're like sixteen H2O's or seventeen or eighteen. H two O is still a great band. Yeah. What's up, Toby? Yeah, I love you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Saved it. Saved it right there at the end, didn't he? Um, All <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, it was just, I don't know, we, like, we kind of all grew up in the same block. And then right. at some point in my life, my friends that on the block I grew up with, their band got like a massive record deal and they became like super famous and it was super exciting. But then you get to a point where you're like, well, I want to do good too. And I was inspired a lot by my like hyper ambitious, hardworking young friends who, you know, I, I wanted my own artistic vision to work out too and a lot of the reason that that my life had worked out the way it did for me was because I had other people I could kind of look up to that were my own you know peers and I, I think it made me super motivated I had you guys had disadvantages as you have you know a bunch of 20 year olds in a van that have to get along for years and years but if you're an artist you don't actually have that you don't have any more other exterior support but you also don't have to have like a fight at three in the morning because you didn't get your Diet Coke or whatever it is. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? A fight over a Diet Coke? Brian knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I, I, it's funny though because it is a, it's an old adage, but it's an adage for a reason. It's kind of like you surround yourself with the people that you want to, you know, aspire to be, right? You know, like your group kind of reflects. If you hang out with a certain group. This is something our parents probably told us when we were growing up. Surround yourself with uh, with the like-minded people, right? I don't know. Like, I, I, I loved hanging out with my friends, <laughs> and I, I just didn't want the party to end, but right. it doesn't mean it's just like the hanging out and drinking thing. It was like the no. doing well at your own creative endeavor, and that mm-hmm. was the part that, like, I wanted for, for me, um, and that's the part I had looked up to with you guys, but then... You guys had like pitfalls that I was able to dodge. Like I didn't want partners for the longest time because you see how difficult it can be at times. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I love this person and I want to knife him in the face, right? And I, I think there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that like, you know, when it comes into a combination of creative and business and art and expression, and then at the same time trying to launch like a collective vision, I think it's a lot more difficult than a lot of people like realize. I think there's this attitude in our culture and media that people kind of just fall ass backwards into things. Mm-hmm. And there's a ton of hard work and bloodshed that goes on yeah. that, that kind of doesn't come to light. And I, I watched you guys go through a ton of that. Um, and it was cool. I think, I think you rose to the top. You know, I got to be there for, you know, I was watching um, the last episode with your wife and I was there at all those 
at all those moments and events we were talking right. about. Yeah. And I you remember were there when we were the Fierce Five at Nine. I like, remember when yeah. the fucking song hit K Rock, and I right. remember my wife and I and like seventy five other people outside of the fucking bus are fucking blowing up Strikers hotline. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and even my wife was like, "Oh, that's the night that that asshole yelled at me." <laughs> <laughs> but we were we were obnoxious. But at the same time, you have like a, an interior community, mm-hmm. and. You know, it's kind of funny, like, now that I'm moving into the NFT space, like, you realize that kind of community is everything. Your band had a whole community of super loyal, super early, devoted friends, fans, friend fans, and people who would do anything to get you to that next step, that next level. I feel like I was one of those people. You absolutely Um, were. I mean, you you were one of the ones at the first shows in the pit. Like well, I, before you were there. Before I, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going by my story. So, I, right. I, but what I'm hearing. So I'm asking you about that. Well, what were those first shows like for you? Like, like ch- the chain reactions that chain reactions. Yeah, like man. Walnut Creek. I mean, um, I ended up playing Chain Reaction with the band later, but I wasn't there when there was only like you and like Joe Totaro and 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 and, and the rest of the crew, Sam Price, and and the rest of the crew was probably the only kid, like the only people there, right? No, no. There's, yeah. there's a shitload of us. Um, <laughs> no, I mean a shitload of the. I'm saying more. Friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a friends um, group and some fan, uh, like some fans. There was okay. Friends. So in the in the early 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 days, um, demo tape days, mm-hmm. right? Is we would show up to the hardcore shows, and we dress up like pretty hard. We probably look like ISIS terrorists now that I'm thinking about it. It was, it was like bandanas and gloves and ski masks. And, and we wanted to be like the scariest to come out when the band plays. But there's about maybe 10 to 30 of us depending upon the show, right. right? And it was one of those like, make sure it looks like the show's huge. So you like push people into people and you try to get the fans excited. And it was that kind of thing. And it was like a, like a really cool early days groundswell yeah. kind of thing. And I remember, you know, after a couple of years, we had gone to um, a Chain Reaction, not Chain Reaction, um, the Showcase Theater in Corona. Mm. And uh, we showed up in, with gear and there was like 300 people there and they're screaming. They know every word. And I remember I was looking at, you know, Dane and James and it was like, who the fuck are all these people? Where did they come from? How did they hear about this band? And and they were jumping off the balcony and they were losing their minds. I was at minds. that show. I, yeah. wasn't, I wasn't on the stage. I and then, and then later, but I was at that You know, that we had served in the trenches so long and then there was a point where Shadows told us, like, you guys aren't allowed to mosh anymore. You're, <laughs> you're hurting the fans. You guys are way too violent. They're complaining on, on AOL. And <laughs> AOL! Yes, that's right. Timing it. That's right. Timing it I'll, right I'll, I'll, I'll date stamp it. Like, um, you guys are hurting people and scaring them. <laughs> and, and they want to come and enjoy the band. And it's yeah. like, you did what you needed to do, and now it's bigger, and now we have a following, but you, there's no more from you guys. Yeah. And I remember we were so mad, like, oh, fuck him, we should do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but like we were like the early days soldiers to kind of come in, and it's right. like, okay, well, not enough people are screaming, everybody scream. You know, not enough people are dancing, everybody dance. Not enough people are moshing, make everyone here mosh. Not enough people are fighting, let's fight everyone in here. And it was ridiculous. Yeah. And, I know. mean, I wonder if, I, I just, it, as you're telling this story, I'm like, that's so cool. And it's, it's, it's a testament to the family. I mean, the extended family that we have as friends. I mean, we've always considered each other family and that group, that group that has been there since the beginning. Because we're all and broken I, people. <laughs> well, I mean, we all found each other, though, for whatever reason. Maybe it was just proximity, being on the same block. But everyone found each other. And through it, most, I mean, all of our friends, for the most part, have 
blossomed into their own great careers and stuff, you know? And I think that's, not only is that rare, I just wonder if that ever happens for other bands. Like, is that something that they ever had when they were uh, starting I, I, out? It's so weird, because, like, I've been doing artwork for so long, and I don't understand other bands' dynamics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. This is the only band I've ever really Most been of them are in. a lot easier to work with than you guys, but... Um. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but, like, I don't know. It's always been, like... Family since like like uh, Sean, our best friend Sean was telling yes, us, Sean. it's like you can't be mad anger at management. Him. Yes, Sean from anger management was telling me it's like, oh hey, you've been friends with that guy for seven years. So once it, you cross seven, your family now you can't you can't like cut him out of your life. It's like no fuck him, I want him gone. And he's like, oh no, dude, your friends with like nine years now, like like that's it. Yeah. Your family, you just have to deal with it. And I was like. Oh. And I had to roll it around for a while. And at some point, it's like, okay, fine. Yeah. I get it. But then when you're going on 20, it's like, okay, you're actually our family. Mm-hmm. Like, at a certain point. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's weird Dude, because, like, the all the... fucking neighborhood. Like, you say you grew up with, uh, down the street from Matt and Jimmy. Now, here we are. You're literally in the next neighborhood over from, from right here. I mean, did you... You walked over or what? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> uh, do you have any more of those Mickey grenades? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I got plenty Would of Would you buy one? Yeah, I just like, had I'll one. Have one. <laughs> I just wanted one for That's you. That's weird. <laughs> I wanted to be that guy, though. Okay. I wanted to like, walk in. Okay, so here's... I here's, actually pulled it out so, of the six So here's the thing. I watch more of the show than you probably realize. Like, I watch... I watch you actually lot. watch the show? Fuck yes, of course I watch this fucking show. Um... Uh, what do you need? We should actually get the drunkest this show has ever been. Well, that's gonna be tough because I got really drunk with John Domine. I know. I, I watched it, <laughs> but I feel like if you believe, right, we Your can do it. Love? No, that's a terrible song. No, if you believe that Cam and Johnny can get like London drunk. Oh, London? No, we're not getting London drunk. Not on camera. We'll 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 stop the cameras before we get London drunk. You're only upset because you got in trouble. Well, of course I got in trouble. Okay. I'm, also, I'm also upset because I realized that I should have been in trouble for that. Because, you know, you, gotta, you grow up a little bit. I'm growing up. Oh, what's going on, everyone? Brando here. Haven't been around for a while because I am busy. You know, I'm working five jobs to feed ten kids. And when it comes to dinner, I'm just looking for an easy way out. But there is a great thing that I have found to make my day a little easier. Factor Meals. Right now, I've got a black pepper and sage pork chop. I'm going to eat it right here on air with you because I want you to hear in real time how good this thing really is. So it's got a nice little sauce on it, nice grill marks. Like this thing is ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, no. This is some quality, quality pork right here. The nice thing is it's healthy. The amount of protein in this meal is broken down for me on the side of the package. I don't have to worry about it. I know once I eat this whole thing, my macros are going to be in balance. This is, this is what I need. This is good. Oh my God. It took two minutes for me to microwave this thing. All I had to do was sign up. Meals get shipped right to my house every week. They have a wide selection to choose from. Dude, they had dual crusted chicken. They had chili. If you want to check it out, head over to factormeals.com slash drinkswithj50 and use code drinkswithj50 to get 50% off. That's code drinkswithj50 at factormeals.com slash drinkswithj50 to get 50% off. Yeah. I know, it's a mouthful, but so is this meal. So I'm gonna keep eating it because, man, this is good. 
Cam, so you got we it. So we were so the so family. So we were actually the members. I want to tell your fans this. So we were in London, and your band had like radio shows and meeting spots and all kinds of bullshit. Yeah. And you and I decided that we were going to have a contest every night. Who could drink more? Mm-hmm. And I lost the first night. I lost second night. I lost the third night. This guy who weighs like 60 pounds less than I do <laughs> had out drink me three nights in a row and hard. It was like 20 bottles of wine, like a lot of, like an unbelievable amount of drinking. There's a lot of We weren't at clubs. We, were we weren't at bars. We weren't at restaurants. We were in the hotel room just ordering well, booze. Well, we were at the hotel booze. bar first with absinthe and then we ordered a bunch of booze. But night four, room. I buried you. Probably. I don't remember, so I'm going to say, yeah. You smoked a little bit of weed. Uh, that's why, though. That's <laughs> fucking unfair, though. Come on, everyone knows that you get fucking really drunk. And My liver went away. the distance, buddy. I'm telling the story. Okay. You, and, and also, to, to be fair, it was like, oh, Cam, hi. Like, it was like, a, you know. Oh, uh, shit, getting called out. Yeah. No, but uh, I remember from that. I remember you were in so much trouble the next day. You were late for the BBC thing. You were late for this thing. I was so hungover. I fucking rocked I've that never, BBC thing, though, by the way. I was a little late, but according like, to you, I, I fucking rocked that thing. A little. It was, <laughs> Do you remember when you were coming to my uh, bachelor party in New Orleans? Yeah. Right? I remember that. And, your, and your wife was like, he was like, um, oh, cool. You're going to camp staying. Where are you staying? You're like, oh, I'm staying in the room with Cam. And he was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. I think we also she, did that in Nashville goes, for shows. Goes, uh, yeah. Don't die. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's an ongoing thing, though. I mean, everyone knows when you and I get together and it's like, Everyone knows. <laughs> what do they know? Oh, all of our, fr- our wives. Like, right, come on. right. What did Pam say about tonight? Did she say, like, did she say anything? Because Lacey <sighes> she said, was like, she's like, oh, that's take show- it easy because she's Lacey's like, that's leaving show- early yeah. in the morning. She's like, oh, that show's only going to hurt you, not help you. <laughs> 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 Fuck yeah, oh. Pam. <laughs> right? Um, take it easy. Don't go super big. That kind of stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, wife right, stuff. Right, right. You know, yeah, wife stuff. Yeah. But. But okay. So your bachelor party was amazing sure. in New Orleans. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. I remember we took the so the but, first time we took those, but those there was little go kart things. You that's, that? that's right. That's right. But most of the bachelor parties, you and I like we always get a room together. Yeah. But it's usually because you and I go the distance past every like like yeah. at some point at four or five a.m. Everybody else craps out. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that's not like really hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. they hit us up at nine o'clock in the morning. Do you remember when like, you left yes, your yeah. shoes at a strip club and we had to send Marvin to go get them because they wouldn't let you into the next strip club with their shoes on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do actually. <laughs> I was like. Oh, now that you say that, I did. That was in Nashville, right? You had nice shoes, but I understand. I would just take them off, too. <laughs> I was trying to get It was Nashville, dude. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, did you leave Johnny at the strip club? And I was like, oh, yeah, he's a big boy. He can come out. And I was like, oh, well, no, that's not the problem. He's stuck outside because he doesn't have any shoes. <laughs> Legend. Legend. <laughs> Let's get another drink. What are we drinking next? Are we doing another Negroni? No. <sighs> Let's do something Mexican. Want a little tequila? Poquito. All right, let's do a little tequila. Mm, that was good. Mm. No, but um, getting back to a little bit of our uh, connection. Early uh, days. Early days. Not even early days. Like you were saying, we were looking at the, at the, the picture behind me that you gave me with the, the, the Hunter S. Thompson bats, bat art that you did. Yeah. When did you realize that you wanted to, like, 
I don't know that we've ever had this kind of an honest conversation about your art, to be honest. We're usually just shooting the shit and drinking. Mm -hmm. When did you like decide you wanted to start being an artist and start putting pen to paper and knew that you had something there? Was it even before and or was it like after everything's happening and you're kind of like, fuck, man. I, I, um, I, I was like 18 or, or maybe like 18 and a half and I was in the community college class and I was, I was uh, it was like a drawing class of some kind and I had done this drawing of like a bunch of, I found a bunch of photos of gangsters who had like killed each other in like uh, uh, 1930s stuff and I had done these like high realism drawings of it and I was so excited. Looking back, because I had found them years ago and they're so bad. But at the time, like I thought I was just Shitting Da Vinci's. And, <laughs> and shitting Da Vinci's is like the best term I've ever heard. So I, I remember I had taken it to the teacher and I, I had told him, the professor, right? Uh-huh. And I had yeah, told I can't him, call him a teacher. Yeah, not a, not a community college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. I told him, like, oh, I found what I want to do. I was so excited. I'm like, oh, I, this is what I want to do for forever. And he, had, he looked at me dead in the eyes, right? And he goes, go back to your seat. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, damn, son of a bitch. <laughs> and I, I was so mad. But like, I was so excited as I kind of had figured it out. This like switch went on in my head. Mm. And I was like, and I, I was always, you know, one of those people who's always did artsy stuff. Um, and from then on, I kind of started kind of cultivating some skill and practicing and rendering and trying new mediums and started getting real weird with it. And then the weirder I got with it, the the, the more I, I just kept getting deeper and deeper mm-hmm. and I never wanted to crawl out. That's awesome. So, um, it, it was one of those, like, it's kind of a harder passion cause you're really alone a lot of the time. You spend a lot of hours alone. Um, you do a lot of introspection and I think being like a professional artist, I've been doing it for 18 years now or something like that, maybe 19. And, uh, it's not an easy life, but it's really fulfilling and really gratifying. I've always wondered, though, to that point, if you're by yourself, you're, you're with one piece for hours, and it's just you and, you know, a blank canvas that be, after many hours of, of putting everything into it, it becomes art. But, like, what are you thinking about on a minute-to-minute, second-to-second basis while you're putting this stuff down? Like, it's like is a- it, do you just kind of turn shit off and let it go through? Or is it more like... I'm, I'm going, I have the vision and I just know where to start to get there. So the goal is to like get into a flow state and stay in a flow state. And the flow state is where you're kind of just creatively expressing yourself and it's kind is of that all coming I'm out. I'm sorry to interrupt, but is that something just for you or is that like all artists know like you I get into it's a flow all, state? It's not just all artists. I think it's musicians too. Okay. I think it's like if you're watching, this is one of the things that um, Brian can do where he's got this like weird muscle memory when he's playing these bizarro right, scales right, right. where he can be chatting with you like a normal person and he's like going full Yang Wei Melstream. Well, By the way, I can do that too. He's fucking. No, but yeah, but no, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I just meant the term flow state, asshole. No, no, it's okay. a, it's like a it's like a real term right, of okay. like being in this creative space where you're kind of just into the creative ether. Right. right? And you're okay. just kind of running with it. Gotcha. You're making that gradient, you're smoothing that light, you're building that space, whether it's like a sculpture or a painting or a song or a whatever. Even if you're just like cooking, you can probably get into a flow state. Right. And I think if you can kind of, 
it's kind of an addictive place to be, but if you can get into flow state and stay there for longer, it's a thing that you want to kind of continuously do. It's like when you're writing a song and it's really kind of jiving. Um, it's kind of a place that, that I think humans like being in. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I've always been super addicted to it. Wait, once, you get you know? like once you're in that, that's, so that's like your... I guess my question is the world, your the world, brain, because I know your brain is one the of my world, family members. Yeah, what, what's going on in your actual brain? What it's almost like a thoughts? Jekyll and Hyde thing. Is we're different people when we're bullshitting around and drinking mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But like the whole world kind of falls off, right? Mm-hmm. And nothing else really matters. And between you and your your creative endeavor, you're you're God. You know, you're creating what you're supposed to be creating, um, good or bad. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the that's the kind of like, I don't know, place that I love to be. Yeah, and you keep saying that it's like you're one-on-one, but I remember a few years ago, I mean, I don't know how long ago, it's not really bad at the time, but when you're doing the Musink live paintings, mm-hmm. I mean, you're doing that in front of a crowd, and you're just doing the live painting. I've, I've gone to and watched you. Yeah. I usually come, usually come when you're finishing up, but I know you've been there all day, like just fucking painting, and, and everyone's walking by at Musink and stuff. How was that? Obviously, it's different, right? God, How so, is it different that for so you? That was so long ago, buddy. What's that? <laughs> that was so long ago. <laughs> um, uh, doing doing like art live in public is like different. Yeah. You know, it's I don't think there's a, a flow state you can get into in that. I think it's much more of like a performative. You know, mm-hmm. um, even if you're trying to make actually something look cool, it's still performative. Um, it's hard not to be. You're at a thing where people are shouting at loud and talking to you and all kinds of well, stuff. Well, understood. Understandably, that's like the difference of writing a song or performing a song, right? Um, in that, do you have a preference of, of how you how you like to work? Is it you like to work by yourself? I imagine you like to work. Oh by yeah, yourself. the deepest, darkest, blackest, coldest cave. I, I, with 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 that people would be my ten million miles away. Yeah, that's. A, <laughs> So as you're as you're developing this and you're you're, as you said, it's been let's call it twenty years at this point. It's fucking round rounder sure. number, eighteen, whatever. Fuck it. Um, as you're starting to get into art, you're now like, we're we're asking you to do stuff for us. I mean, I don't know if everyone knows, but you, if you're a, van, a fan of Avenged Sevenfold and you have a, a CD of City of Evil. You open up that stuff inside of it. First of all, I should probably explain what CDs are to some of these kids. Those are these little discs that used to have music on them. And uh, <laughs> they used to have these little paper pamphlets that came When in you get the laser disc. <laughs> and all, a lot of, and the pretty much track all has of to earth. click hard when you're pushing it. Yeah. Look, let's just move past it. <laughs> yeah, let's get past <laughs> it. You, you, you open up the, no, you did all the art for the inside of that. Like the, the Beast in the Heart. Yeah, but, but like, like okay, but art. I think a lot of people don't realize that like, coming from Waking the Fallen to City of Evil, it was one of those like, oh, I, my friends are moving to a major label, like that's cool, but like, let's, let's make, I wanted you guys to do good, so I wanted to make some artwork, and I wanted it to be good. I feel like the artwork for City of Evil is abysmal, but <laughs> every artist, want, he, he every, every artist like an hour <laughs> after they're done with their piece feels like that way. Yeah, I'm but, sure. but like, uh, uh, you, uh, you, I didn't realize that record was going to be as big as it was. Mm. You know, I was like twenty. Any of us knew that. I think I was like twenty-one at the time, and even, then even, even the even record was cocky so. F- didn't know it was going to be that big. No, but really, you guys did it, and yeah. the record was so fucking big. And then, like, I was kind of like in, in college or I was like art school at the time, and I would Google my name, and I was getting like real press, 
and they were fucking brutal. You know? <laughs> like they were so. What were some, what were some of the worst? So ones like, that, like, so like, almost made you quit. So like, my third or fourth painting was probably on City of Evil, right? <laughs> and, and then the record goes, you know, parabolic. Yeah. Right, it becomes like this massive platinum record in the in the era where there weren't platinum records. Like, let's be fair. Yeah. Like, there wasn't much. We were one of the last. And there bands. certainly we wasn't the much with we guitars in it. Right. 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 So we were one of the last hard rock bands to have a platinum record at that time, for sure. One of the ones that matter. <laughs> he said it, Nemi. Um, but like, I started getting real press as a very early artist, and it was. Brutal, like they were not nice to me. I, I really got like kicked in the groin pretty bad. That's and it was, but did you ever? But like, but, like I learned learn? a lot. Like, I learned a lot. Or I was like, I learned like, oh, okay, look, this is what you wanted to do, right? And they're not going to be. The world isn't going to be nice to you. Right. You know? Did you have? I, 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 did you ever have a moment when you when you're reading this where you're like, fuck, I just don't have it? Or was it more of a motivation for you to prove them wrong? Oh, no, like if something isn't true, I don't believe it. Right. Right. So, so it was one of those like, like it didn't bother girl. me. Like awesome. it was one of those. I love that. It was yeah. yeah. It was like well, it, it was one of those things where it's like you're realizing that there's more there's more levels to this thing, and you're probably too green to be where you are. So go back and learn the hard shit and learn how to do it correctly. Go get those skills earn the dues. that matter. Earn the, earn the dues. Yeah, you cut yeah. your teeth, earn your dues. You know, like that stuff. And I think that was super important. So like I went back to school late and I I learned a ton. And, you know, now, fuck those teachers. <laughs> well, now, I mean, now you're uh, on MSNBC, you know, the yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. No, what, I wanted to talk to you, of course, about that, because I know that that's, you know, closely with our Death Bat Clubs and stuff. And uh, I know you, you worked with Joe, who's, who helped with our NFT launch on, uh, with uh, the NFTs. And okay, so Joe's been part of the crew in the mm-hmm. shadows, for as long as I have, right? It's just that Joe isn't doesn't have like a I'm gonna need to be famous like profile. <laughs> Joe's like a person, but he's very talented and very yes. smart, and he's kind of been with us like the whole ride. Joe which is kind been, of very exciting. Joe was actually yeah. a roadie on like my first or second Warp tour. He was in that van sleeping side yeah, by side. With you me. know he plays bass, right? You're yeah, real lucky that you I was lucky your, that, he, that he, he probably should have your job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that he didn't want it. I've actually told him to his face. I'm, I'm glad he didn't want that job because I was fucking happy to take it. He's too talented um, to do that shit. <laughs> uh, why, every time, why do I even bring my friends on here? Every time they do, I get fucking I get roasted. No, you don't. Your wife is nice to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Joe's the developer for... Uh, the Death Bats Club and the Wall Street Bulls. Mm-hmm. And I'm stoked that I still get to be like working with my friends into my golden years or however the fuck old golden we are. Years. Yeah. Jesus, however man. old we are now. <laughs> but like, it's it's super cool that like, you know, we're still kind of all doing things together. Like, yes, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, and like life, like it's one of those things where like life is short and I'm comfortable here. And like, yeah, you've had other partners and we've all done other stuff, but it's like kind of recircling back home. That's where the kind of comfort level is. But that's also too where we can really excel. Like my NFT did super fucking fantastic. Yeah. Way better than I thought it was going to. And, um, you know, I, I love it. Like um, I eat, drink and breathe it too. Like mm-hmm. I don't think I've made a piece of, I don't think I've made an oil painting in like six months now. Really? It's the longest I've gone in 20 years. Without, yeah. 
And I'm totally good with it. You know, like I'm, I'm kind of shifting into a new space and that's exciting. And I think if you're an artist and there's this whole like brand new shiny world, it's, it's cool to come running at. And um, when you mean a bright new shiny world, it's not just the, the monetary gain, right? Do you see not at of, all. You, you see a lot of expansion dude, I'm in, one of those like, itself, right? Dude, so I'm one of those diehard believers, like hardcore DeFi guys, where like the most punk rock thing we can do is fucking smash the system. Let's break it. Right. Let's bend it till it snaps. And that's the part of it I like, right? Whether it be, you know, changing finance, whether it be changing the version of art, but like kind of the oligarchs that run the system between art and finance and all of that, their time is ending fast. Right. And I think that's that kind of the real groundswell punk thing. And that's why I think the combination of cryptocurrency, NFTs or whatever it is, that's the revolution. Right. And I'm here for it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously, I'm fucking bored too. And I don't have the knowledge that you have on it. And that's why I wanted to talk to you about it. Like, I have a little bit. We all know that Matt and... Brian I don't know shit, that. dude. Like, I'm just... <laughs> the guy that's on MSNBC talking about NFTs. <laughs> don't forget, like, there's others. But well, that's, yeah, that's Forbes. A... No, whatever, uh, whatever, whatever. So that's not the point. The point, that's not the yeah, point. How many more do you that's want me to point. plug for you here? They'll pl- plug all of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, not the point, right? Not the point. No, but, uh, but no, I mean, seriously, though, like, as not even the breaking of the system or anything, is there, again, from my understanding, for what I know, what I'm excited about the NFT Web3 crypto world that's coming is we're just barely starting to touch the surface of what the technology is going to be allowing us to do as artists, creators, everybody out there that has some kind of creative bone in their body, like to be able to go on and create and have that, not just the money, but have that technology that can take whatever's up here and put it out there. Okay, I think, but think, I think but that's think about a really this. exciting like, thing. Like, what if I wanted to buy my niece, who I adore, right, a college tuition, and I could buy her a token of it now when I've got it, right? And then when she's smart enough and old enough, she can cash it in, and her mm-hmm. college tuition is paid. Right. Like, that's one of the things that, like, the blockchain could, Or say I decide, tomorrow, I'm moving to Italy. And I take my Tesla token, and I cash in my car, I get my token, and I move to Italy, and I cash it back out, and I get another car, and I get there. Right. The streamlining of making your life easier well, and more blockchain. comfortable. That's the blockchain. The streamlining that's the blockchain of the blockchain. Itself. But I mean, a lot of people get... But the it's, first, it's hard for people but the to first understand thing, how quick that can be. Right. Because but the you're first used thing, to the old okay. stock. Now we're, all, now we're like... In my mind, correct me if, 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 if I'm wrong here. In my mind, the, the crypto, the digital world is... is I, I treat both my wallets, my digital wallets and my, uh, my Wall Street wallets... The same way, I diversify among some of the heavy hitters or some of the ones I'm probably going to put more money in. But you play with and say, like, which coins are coming up here? Which NFTs do I think are going to come up here? Same exact way you're playing, everyone's been playing for the last hundred years in the other stock market. It's just a, it's a, a more streamlined way through the blockchain, right? Well, I mean, it's a, it's, okay, so you're right. It's like a new asset class, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that's probably the really smart way to do it. But there is... Forty million new investors in 2021 that jumped into the stock market right, during the no, crash. Yeah, and a lot of us just, we just really like shit coins and meme stocks <laughs> and, and and bad art and apes and all, all the dumb stuff. And sometimes, and here's the thing: is bad, I wouldn't say I'd call it bad art, but see, that's cool kind art. of where the real like punk thing graffiti art in a in a digital world. Sure, it is. Sure, this is the artist talking. 
But, but see, that's kind of where spitting in the face of the system really is. Right. It's one of those, like, it's another way to kind of express herself and do that is, look, that. we can make a thing and we can change it and we can break it and we can bend it, but it's ours, mm -hmm. right? It's not, there's not gatekeepers, there's not the powers that be, there's not the, the you know, bosses, the banks, the oligarchs, the governments, the whatever it is. There's nobody telling you no anymore. You know? Yeah. It's all like, well, what can you do? Well, what do you want to do? Which is what amazing. do you want to build? And that's very exciting. How hard is it to create in a box? For well, anything. Well, you can't, yeah, like, here's, parameters. Here's the best part. Now that there's no as, parameters, as like a, fucking go. As a creative, right? Yeah. And as you, as you understand, the only thing you can do with cryptocurrency right now, buy art. Yeah. Buy more art. CamRackham.com. Do you have a .com? No. <laughs> do you have a Web3 yet? Yeah. Is no, it I don't do any yet? shit. <laughs> no, I don't do any shit. <laughs> I'm like a ghost. <laughs> Actually, if you didn't know, I'm Banksy. <laughs> <laughs> what if that was the reveal? <laughs> Just pull it back. <laughs> oh, Back to the Future. That was a transition. Oh, you have the, you still have it? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, you made me so happy you still have I'm it. Put it right I started down. throwing the trash. I didn't throw it in the trash. I still that was it. a really well Can't thought out. Can't stand you. It says it right back to the Costanza tattoo. Can't stand you. See. So this was a great birthday present, by the way. I'm, I, I love I it. I went for the high meaningful. I was doing a high meaningful this era. This is the watch that, uh, that McFly had in uh, the Back to the Future movie. Yep. He had it, uh, uh, what do you call that? It's not, is that engraved? That's not engraved, is it? I engraved it. You engraved it. That's right. Yeah. I don't know what this thing is. No, it's are okay. You're doing, You're doing great. You're doing great. Fuck you, dude. No, you are. <laughs> um, which McFly, I'm, I'm, obviously a big fan of the movie as well, but back to some of the early times, the Rev. Okay, I have another gift for you. Uh-oh. So go. because you come on certain shows, I think it's appropriate to bring a gift. So all your other guests that showed up to your show that didn't bring a gift, you fucked up. Hmm. Yeah, there you go. But I got something cool. Let me you see. ready? Oh, all right. I'm ready. All right. Okay, so I had a slightly successful NFT project. Yeah, <laughs> slightly? Yeah, um, moderately successful mm -hmm. NFT project. Um, was that, what was that one called again? Was that Wall Street Bulls? Uh, yes, it was called is, ba is, Banksy, where is that, where is that Banksy in, Joins the Metaverse. Where, is that, where are those uh, NFTs trading at right now? Like, like 14 ETH. They're huge. <laughs> I didn't say what they're trading at. Where are they trading at? Are you on uh, OpenSea? Or you, or where, where? Are you plugging OpenSea right now? I'm plugging oh whatever my God, you want me to, buddy. How we, how we <laughs> All right. So, so we're going to make your producer show like a shitload of Wall Street Bulls right now. So here's the cut part that you're probably going to keep. And it cuts. And then like a ton of art comes up. Okay, perfect. He's got it. Good job, Sam. All right. But then... I made you a custom one, no and you get a one of my base. You get a one of one Wall with Street the Bulls. Ghostbusters logo on it. I know what tattoo you have on your leg, even though you wear pants in every photo. Oh my god! And this is uh, Jay Cristo. This is Jay Cristo's Wall Street Bull, and you get your dumb tattoos on it and all of it. My I love fucking you. Fucking stupid tattoos! Yeah. Oh and my now, god! And now you exist forever you in so the metaverse. Much. Oh my god! Ooh. I love you so much. I know. <laughs> Kiss, Sandy, fucker. <laughs> no, this is seriously so fucking cool, man. Oh, I'm so excited about this. This it's is pretty cool. I can't wait. You even got down to the detail of the late tattoo. I see that right in there. Like that's so fucking. You wearing your clothes, bro. 
Dude, seriously. I love you. That means I love you too, right. man. This means a lot to me. This is really fucking cool. I'm, uh, I'll, I'll put it up here so we could get like a zoom in on it, but we'll put it in. And so this is the part way. where you bring in the artwork. Yeah, this is my. Oh. No, this is so fucking cool. I'm, I can't wait to actually, like, I'll get rid of all my. So Joe, Joe's about to stuff. send it to your wallet, so I just need your wallet ID. Oh, oh no, we have it. Yeah. You want it now? Joe, Joe has it. Let's get it. Let's get it to you now. Well, no, not like right this second. I don't. You can do it this second. That's how the that's how the fucking shit works. Yeah, I know, but I got my fucking phone back here. I'm using it as one of my cameras. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really high operation. <laughs> it's a very high operation. Here, Actually, kid. honestly, I've, I've done a bunch of interview bullshit. Now I'm cutting my teeth a lot. This is better than 99. percent of it. I mean, I've, I've been on the other side of him for 20 years. That's why I was kind of thought I could figure. I can tell. Out. I can tell. <laughs> I can't believe you still have this. Oh fuck yeah, dude! I love that watch. Oh, so cool. So McFly, let's talk about McFly. Let's talk about the Can we? Yes. We can talk about McFly, the song from mm -hmm. uh, 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 Pinkly Smooth. Yep. The Rev. We both have something that we share in common with the Rev is that we both were roommates with him at two different times. That's correct. After he was your roommate, he was mine. Yeah. Then he went back to you, and I think he came back to me. I <laughs> only shared him a couple times there as roommates. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think, I think he was at your place till he had a lot of problems and he had to come to my place to clean up. And, I then, don't remember, and then he had I different problems the and we'd come back to her. Yeah. I remember the order, but I know that, it, that yeah, we were, yeah, we were roommates while we were uh, We did a lot of writing, sheltering. While we were writing City, we were roommates. I think while we were doing self-titled, self -titled, he was with you. So I have a, I have a bunch of his uh, keyboards and drumsticks from when he was writing um, Little Piece of Heaven. And uh, I know because I, I was, when he was writing it, he was singing the song all night long, every night, and every day, yeah. top of his lungs, starting at like 4 a.m. to 12.30 in the afternoon or whatever. It was ridiculous. So like I already had known the song before the song came out. Um, but it was like a really cool thing. He was really doing like an art thing. It wasn't like gotta fill out an album or you gotta like he was going at this like weird crazy Danny Elfman type this is my this is like my artistic gift to the world mm -hmm. what he was doing with it and it was really cool so I actually got to hear like all that shit way before you guys did which yeah. was cool and then I remember when he gave me the lyrics he was writing and, those lyrics while we were up in Burbank because we had we'd yeah. already done we'd already done a lot of the music and he came in with handwritten lyrics on stuff and we were like so the first draft of those lyrics he he, he was awesome. he was showing me <laughs> and I was looking at it, I was like oh this makes no fucking sense like I don't want to I, like I love it like I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> like, oh, dude, it was, and and it was cool you know it was cool and I think that's like you know the artistic artistic Can we take a picture of that okay. house though, real quick okay so real quick. <laughs> Because I would pick him up from that. So, <laughs> or I might be there partying. So I, I, think, I think a lot of your fans don't know that for like a, a two years that the Rev and I lived together in an apartment. When, when he came out of rehab, um, mm -hmm. he came in and moved in with me. Um, and it was, it was ridiculous. He was like a millionaire at that point. We had this crappy apartment in Costa Mesa. Ah, it wasn't a millionaire yet. This okay, but he was, he was, he had money at the time. We had so, money, but I wouldn't okay, say, okay. no, no, no. Thanks here's, for qualifying it. Here's, here's the misnomer. We had, we did have a platinum record. We did have a number one uh, oh, the single. label we took you all your money? Day. No, no, it wasn't the label. It's, can I talk shit on the label? No, no, of course oh, you okay. can. Yeah, I don't sure. give a fuck. Uh, but no, it's, it was the time. For the last 
15 to 20 years, let's just say bands that are successful, don't make the money that they made oh, uh, they don't. 30 years ago. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Platinum record, and you still like have a used car. <laughs> um, so yeah, we had this fucking house, and it was like a townhouse. So it was like right. more housey than an apartment, but still like, but we had fucked it up. Like we fucked it up. I remember pizza boxes um, all over. Remember you used to work out in front of your, uh, on, on well, your was, yeah, 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 I, I had a waist like prison style. You've been to that neighborhood? It was like an MS-13 neighborhood. It was hard. It was, yeah, it was no joke. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's good stories. Um, uh, I had disabled all the stoves and like gas and shit in the, um, so. in the kitchen. Yeah, probably a good idea. And then I had built my art studio in the kitchen, and then Jimmy had built his music area in, in like, one of the rooms. Yeah. And, like, so I would be painting all night, and he'd be, like, making his weird-ass music shit all yeah. night. And uh, we, we just had, like, a microwave and a toaster oven, and that's, that's all we used for it. food. And, and a fridge that was just no shit, like, just beer. That's all I ever saw. Like once in a while there'd be food in there, but you just put it in there so you could throw it away at a later date. There was <laughs> like, only food in there if, if Pam oh, yeah. and Liana had put it in there. That was the only time I ever saw food. No, oh, yeah, we didn't have food. Like it wasn't a thing. And then Ian, your photographer, lived right upstairs, right? Next door. Next door. That's so yeah, was. we had a friend that lived next door, but he was like a nice, normal person to know. <laughs> like, Until you got a hold of him. <laughs> yeah, the last two people you want living next to you is Jimmy and I. Like, oh my God. I disagree. See, <laughs> you disagree. <laughs> and maybe just you. It's so fun to like go back. I want to bring up a couple of like the Havasu trips. Because I know like one of the last ones, I think it was for Dan the Body's bachelor party. You and I. How drunk are you bed. right now? Hmm. Okay, smash that. No, no, do it. Do it on camera. Well, you gotta smash it with me. I'm, or, or, I, I'm one more Mickey's deeper than you are. Go ahead, smash it. I've been drinking since then. You I... drink more than I do. You're good. Whatever. Kill it. And you'll see why I'm in a second. Okay. It's worth it. What am I waiting on? Did he dose me? Did I not mm -mm. see that? So, you had Ron Funches on, and you played a game. You had other guys on, you played games. Oh, shit. But you, Jimmy, and I used to play a game. Which game? We played a game three times a year. Are you doing a fucking Shanks? Shanks Patrick's Day. Oh shit, they were doing a Shanks? Shanksgiving. Okay. And Shanko de Mayo. <laughs> Shanko de Mayo. <laughs> no, I still I have still the scars in these I games. Still text, I still text about Shanks. Ian's got the scars. Joe's got the scars. I think I put mine in you the hands, the which were actually kind of funny. I have one on the outside. Oh no, that was a cigarette burn that I had to do with uh, Brian and Jimmy. We had one so bad that we had to take Ian to the hospital and give him a stitch. <laughs> well, let's not make that happen again. Shank Patrick's Day. Shank Patrick's Day. That's so why I'm don't you explain to your fans what Shank Patrick's Day is so, and the game that we used to play. Shank's Patrick's Day. Is that, was that the first one that started it? Was it Shank's? Yeah. Instead of uh, St. Patrick's Day, it was described as Shank's Patrick's Day. I can't even fucking say it. <laughs> this is so good. Let's, you take let's get some more keys. And you stab your friend with it, basically. <laughs> <laughs> And you literally stab your This is going to be as head. fun as the Ron Funks' uh, board game. <laughs> Are we really doing this? Is the yeah, 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 yeah. What are you talking about? We're on drinks with Johnny. And you had me on. What do you think was going to happen? I we're going like, to nice snuggle and make out? No, we're, bro. We're, we're getting someone's older. getting stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You'd be a rude host otherwise. 
<laughs> Do me a favor. Right. As my friend. Am I going first? Yeah, you gotta stab me first. All right. All right, so hold on. You gotta make sure it's inking. All right, there All you right. go. All right, so the deal was, <laughs> you might want to give your, your fans a little context before you assault me on camera. <laughs> no, I just, it's gonna be the, it's gonna be the hard opening to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking stick. Uh, so I can't we're, we're gonna hold off on the uh, shanking until the end because uh, that's probably gonna end the episode. So uh, a couple of things I wanted to get into with you. You gotta make sure that ink's still yeah, working. Yeah. Right, you right. gotta have the like the tattoo yeah. from the shank. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to get a little bit more serious for a minute and talk a little bit more about our our brother Jimmy and some of our fond memories. Um, we, we already talked about living with them together and stuff. And um, But what were some of the, outside of the partying, outside of the, the crazy stories, outside of all that, what were some of the things that just, you know, I know I know some of this stuff, but like what are some of the genuine stuff that like just showed what kind of a human being Jimmy was? Not, not the crazy stuff, the, he was a supernova, right? The brightest shining fucking star in any fucking room. Burn out too quick, obviously, but... Um, I got to see my friend. I don't, I don't care if he's in your band or any band. Like right. he, was, he was my friend. Um, I got to see him in one of his greatest moments ever is we had gone, like, at the time in the early, mid-2000s, um, there was a club in L.A. called Metal School. Yes, I remember going to metal school. Metal school. At the key club. Yeah, and there's now called Steel Panther. Mm-hmm. Super fun act to go see. Um, but at the time, that was like the spot in LA where the rock shit was happening. And we would go with Tall and Jimmy, Sean, the whole, the, the, and there were times where the whole crew went, you know, mm-hmm. and there were times where like one or two of us would go. And, um, the Rev and his, and, and his girlfriend and I and Tall went one night with just the four of us. And when we got to the door, they're like, oh, hey, so you guys don't have your regular booth. And they used to give Avenged Sunfold like the, the booth, the yeah. spot. It was the spot. spot that overhung the whole fucking place and was like, oh, the Orange County band is now in LA. They're the fucking big deal, you know. And I remember I was so mad. I was like, oh, who has the fuck in our spot? And, then, and I was like, how dare you move us? Who's here? And I'm thinking like, who am I going to fight? And then like the next thing I know, here comes Phil and Samo and Rex from Pantera come walking in. They're like, what's up, guys? And they come walking in. I was like, oh, god damn it. It's them, isn't it's it? It's Pantera. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. Well, if it's anybody else, <laughs> like, I'd be mad. It's Pantera, they can have it. And I remember they moved us to a booth behind Pantera. I was like, that's oh, fine. It's fine. <laughs> and um, metal school would bring like whatever musicians that were there on stage mm-hmm. and they would, they would play and um, they would like cover a song or whatever. But the guys at metal school aren't stupid and they know that Phil and Salmo and Rex are there. And they have them come on stage to play Walk. And you guys had just recorded mm-hmm. the Events Unfold cover of Walk, right? That song hadn't been played live by members of that band in a long time, like 10 years. And this is like a, this is like a club where it's like, you know, a lot of Bon Jovi covers, you know. Yeah, we're halfway there. <laughs> yeah. And then it starts that, you know. Uh, uh, 
then. Spot on. And I remember, so like before they started playing, Jimmy was like, oh, I told you fucking guys I'm not playing tonight. I'm not fucking playing. I just came to get drunk. I'm not playing this show. And I remember looking, I was like, oh, this, this is your day, right? It's not Mike Patton. <laughs> like, it's just the dudes from Hantera. It's not just that big a deal. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember he was drinking this Heineken. He was like, oh, fuck it. Heineken. And he's, and he's, Heineken. Yeah, it is disgusting ass Heineken. And he storms on stage and he sits there. And I remember the dudes from Pantera and the guitar player from metal school were just waiting for him and waiting and waiting. Jimmy, are you coming? <laughs> and he's like, I'm not doing it. I was like, oh, dude, who cares? And he's like, he's like, oh. And he goes on there and they start playing walk and that club explodes. People are taking the bottles and bottle service throwing them. The club that was like the dance, like journey cover band thing turns into a like full on 900 person melee, right? The whole entire place, to, oh, you're watching like Playboy Playmates moshing, like <laughs> you've turned into full chaos. Yeah. Full chaos for a solid two or three minutes. And he gets off a stage and the look on his face, he was so happy and so thrilled. And then the guys from Steel Panther are like, oh, yeah, anybody ready for some journey? <laughs> <laughs> and it was, one of, it was one of LA's rock's greatest moments. And if you were there, you're there. If you missed it, you missed it. And I remember he came back and goes, I can't wait to tell the man that should have came with us. <laughs> <laughs> and he did, because and, I remember that yep. night. And I remember what happened. Yep. Tell the fucking story. It, was, it was legend. It was one of those legend yeah. moments, you know. But I, I was bummed I wasn't there. Also, too, like, if you think about, like, you know, um, him as a person, it does take a ton of guts to do that. Mm -hmm. Like, you're just out and you're enjoying yourself and all of a sudden you're called on to perform artistically and not just artistically, but with the dudes who wrote the jam. Right. <laughs> right? Like, there's not a lot of room for air there, you know? Like, you got to come and you got to crush it, whether you're, you know, three sheets to the wind or not. And that was, that was this wonderful, beautiful moment he had. And I'm super stoked I got to see it. Yeah, let's fucking cheers one to the old boy. Now, I want to get back. We, 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 we grazed upon it. The time when we were on Mayhem together. Yeah. You were running, you were running merch. Yeah. And uh, no, 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 that one's empty. Sorry, George. <laughs> you're, oh, on the, no. you're on the left oh, leg. No. Yeah, triple wood duck. Come on. So you're out there. You're you're running. You're running your your mooch your mer, your mooch berth. I had made a bunch of merch. <laughs> mooch berth. Yeah, the merch berth. <laughs> and you're out there on me. We almost are ready for stab each other. Ready for shaking. I was ready for shaking. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, and one of the nights. Okay, so you, little, you, little, you, you, you explain it a little, little bit context. Better. Little context. Right? You get some context here. I, for fun, wanted to design a clothing line that was just like super ridiculous. So it was like this, you know, the era of everybody in Orange County had a clothing line, and I mm -hmm. wanted the, like the, the hardest one. There's people who still have them, and they still show up to shit in them, and I'm, I'm super stoked to see it. I wish I had some left. I have none left, and I'll. Well, that's a bummer. You can't yeah. Remember. I. I you know, it was one of those like. You can always reprint it. Look, though. when you like sell the greatest painting you've ever made like a dozen times, your soul is so chopped up where yeah. like nothing means anything to you anymore. And it's yeah, like, oh, it's like. 
It's um, like any memorabilia. Yeah, you it's like it's to. like making one of your kids, you know, it's like he's giving up for adoption for no reason. Like it's, <laughs> it's brutal. So at a certain point, your soul is so hardened where it's yeah. like, oh, oh, too bad. I should have kept one of those. Guess I didn't. You know? <laughs> like, um, what were you talking about? The, you're talking about you being your merch company that you brought out on You're Mayhem. talking about us in Denver. Uh, was it Denver? Wherever we were that we were rolling dice on the, on the stage with the, with the ladies, uh... That's That's Captain Cream's Endeavor. Is that what it was? I can't remember what fucking city it was in. Sorry. But that was fun. So we roll in. Okay. You, you set up the... So I loved it so much because I was... That was like the first time I was back in that van in a while. Because we left the venue. I left with you. And uh, I, okay, I'm, I'm so, so let's sorry. let's square this real quick. You're staying at the Four Seasons, and I've been sleeping in a van for six weeks. That's what it. Yeah. That's what it. And was. you're like, oh, why don't you just fucking hook your van up to our bus, and then like you can just drink with me every night? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, we're doing work. I'm trying to make my merch company happen. You're like, oh, no, we can just have that fun every night. I'll play. I'll work 42 minutes a night or 64 <laughs> minutes a night, or whatever it is. And then I you, think that set was up to a solid hour and 15 minutes. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Like you're breaking coal in a mine in Ireland. Okay. I got the black lung yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, look, I'll, I'll, I got you and your homie, you know, roll out beds to stay in my suite at the Four Seasons, right? And it's like, oh, we hadn't had a shower in day. And we were like, we had some other hotel. I'm like, oh, okay, well, we got to do this Four Seasons. I remember I pull up our van. We have dents in it. And there's like blood on it. It's like, the, the thing is like rough. We've been touring the country. We toured the country five or six times at this point. That was a road dog and a half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and we pull up to the Four Seasons. It's like Lotus, Lamborghini, Ferrari. And then I'm coming in this fucking rig to go meet the rock stars, right? And you had told the guys to like, be ready for us. So I pulled the van up to the valet and I threw him the keys. I'm like, oh, be real careful with her. She's special to me. <laughs> The valet is looking at such an eighties movie. Mode. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then you know, so we we hang out in the hotel for a second, and then you're like, okay, you know, fucking rock stars, let's go to the strip club. So you and I and our security guys, like we went to the the spot, and it was the spot, but we came there and we met two, with a bunch of other people from the tour too. Like no, 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 no. They saw us go into the place. Is that what it was? Okay. Yeah, yeah. We came into the place to wreck it. Yeah. We came in to like... Have a good time. There's like two short videos that are a good time. <laughs> like we came, we, we came with like a nuclear weapon in that place. We came in <laughs> with a ton of money and a ton of ridiculousness. And um, I remember like, you're like, bring me your four best tequilas. <laughs> Uh, and I said four best tequilas. And I remember you had the stack of cash actually. with you, and you grabbed a handful of it, and you're like, oh, can you find me the hottest girl in here? We need better <laughs> girls in here. And I was like, I, that's, not, like, that's not what I do. Um, <laughs> but then there was like, you know, uh, Marvin was there, and there were a bunch of homies there, and we're shooting dice, and then the rest of the tour had saw we came there, so they come running in, and we just let them into our area. And there were strippers dancing, and there were people throwing money in the we air. like a VIP area with our own separate stage. But what we were doing is we were playing dice. So it was like, get out of the way, stripper! Like, <laughs> like, I have $900 right now. And it was just so insulting if you think of a stripper like dancing there were strippers. around a pile of money that were rolling. It was not theirs. It was not, not theirs. theirs. <laughs> it was part of the dice game. Excuse me, we're in the middle. No, 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 we no. are gambling. <laughs> there was some degenerate. There was some degenerate behavior. 
that that I think a lot of people appreciate. It was that was one of those fun. moments where it's like, I've seen like anyone. Of course we did. Of course he did. Of course he did. But like, it was one of those things where like rap videos are one thing. That was a real life thing where like rap videos can't touch that. If there was like, videotaped like, in like slow motion uh, with the uh, right backing was, track, it was it would have been. It was like a sick. it was like a thirty thousand dollar dice game with a bunch of <laughs> with a bunch of rock stars that had been on tour for twenty five weeks. Right, yeah. like it was, was gross. It was disgusting, and it was pretty much just tequila. Mm. Not Lafroy. Mm. Oh man, so fun! Like, dude, I. I'm that story should totally get cut. It's no, not good. We did no, not nail that. Well, would you like? Would you like another try? Let's do it again. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're in Denver. It's beautiful. <laughs> we're not telling that story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can tell it better than that. No, it was. I mean, it was. I just remember after that, going back to the rest of the tour and running into the rest of the guys that had been there that were also on the tour. And there's like, dude, that last night was They amazing. couldn't believe it. And I was just yeah, they had their minds blown. Which was funny to me, and I'm sure funny, like, we didn't stupid shit like that before we had money. Like, yeah, like but it was, was one of those things where you used the event security to seal off the area. <laughs> like, there was more to it than that we're telling, but there was event <laughs> security had sealed off the area from the security of the strip club, right? <laughs> And then we had taken like all of the like the peanut guys, the little vendors, the little dudes that were on the tour with us, like the guys who weren't making that much money. It was like, oh, come here, come here, come here. You're all yeah. part of it. We're all family. We're come all, on in. That's, and that's like, how we toured. We learned that on the yeah, Warped Tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We learned yeah, that yeah. on the Warped Tour. Yeah, and it's like one of those guys, like he's struggling. He's having a bad time. He's driving every fucking night. He's working every fucking day. He's bleeding to death. And this is the time he gets fun. to hang out with the rock stars. And it's like, no, come in here. You're family with us. Also, give us all of your money because we're, we're gambling every cent we have right now. And I was like, oh, don't mind. I didn't think of it don't that mind way, okay? the, <laughs> Don't mind the twerking butts. Just don't get a Pay snake eyes. Pay attention to that. Right? <laughs> there you go. And CeeLo, there's CeeLo in the streets and there's CeeLo in the alleys, but there's CeeLo in the That's club. True. It's another fucking game, dude. I fucking love it. Another one of the times was, uh, that I want to, I, I want to get a little bit That's of your this. favorite time you remember with me? No. This is just one of the ones I can remember. No, that's one of the ones I remember with you. I was like, what? Well, you got a better one? What do you remember? No, that's the one. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's the one. That's the one I always think about. Well, no, that's not true. One of, two of my favorite times has been back to like the bachelor parties and stuff where it's just you and me and like, like I was talking about. So when the whole crew, when the whole crew has passed out and they couldn't hang and they couldn't keep up, and then well, no, it's no, like five, and so you and I and we're talking about like some real stuff, some life That's, stuff, I love that some personal too. stuff. I, I like know the it's personal stuff though when we're sober, like when we've been driving to uh, yeah. Lake Havasu and it's just you and me, yep. listening to tunes and talking shit, like. It's however long that drive is. When I make you listen to weird music I'm into at the time. I love it. And you're like, I'll just put on, no, you don't. And you're like, I'll just put on some rancid, dude. I can't take this anymore. <laughs> and that's and cool. That, I, I, I wait about an hour before I do that. No, you don't. It's, just like, it's like 20 minutes. But it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. That's why I love you. <laughs> but no, I mean, like those times in the car when we're going out to Havasu, it's just you and me, like fucking. That was what? the best. It's so much fun. Uh, that's probably better than the trip. Is this the you know, bullshitting with your best friends. Yeah, that's what it is though. I mean, going back to this whole thing at the very beginning we're talking about, it's so cool to see you have such success as an artist. Uh, our friend Joe Totaro having success. Everyone that's come from this Huntington Beach circle that grew up, as you said, right around the block from each other and everyone's branched off and had success in their own ways. It's just like, I think it's so fucking 
surreal to look back at as we're adults. Like, cause to that but point, it's more than me and Joe. It's like it's like it's that. it's like Jackie and Jackie, Valerie yeah, no, and Michelle. And it, like like it's. I'm it's, sorry, I'm leaving out like ten fucking friends here. But I like, know, yeah. but but the reality is, is when you see some of your friends do well, and you're like, oh, I want to do well too, and I I don't need help. I'm gonna do well too because mm-hmm. if you see somebody do it and you realize it's possible, and you go, okay, I'm not gonna get. And it's one of those things where it's like, don't don't let the bullshit get you down, like. You live in the greatest country with the most opportunity you can have. Right. And and it's your personal responsibility to harness that opportunity and be who you're supposed to be and get what you're supposed to get and go get it. You know? And I believe that. And I think as an artist, it's hard. Like I I didn't have like a cool backstory, you know, I didn't have like a oh, he was in a car accident, he sees the world different. Like I just I like painting what I wanted to paint and I like making what I wanted to make, you know? And I'm, I'm super grateful that people have liked my artwork for so long. Um, and, you know, w- when the pandemic hit, it was brutal. Like my whole worldview changed. Dude, I remember running into you at that, at like when it just happened, everything shut down. We'd be passing each other on walks. We were in the cloth mask era. Yeah, we were like, yeah. both of us were taking it extremely seriously, of course. It was right at the peak, and we are just like walking by each other, walking our dogs, masked That was up. the weirdest moment I've ever had being with you. like, dude, I want to give you a era. hug, but I don't know what the fuck to do right now. <laughs> I mean, and that was the era where the news were telling us, where like all, if you see another person, they're going to kill you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, I mean, and, it, was, it, was all, it, was, it, was, it was the era of in, uncertainty. Is what really what it was. We just yeah, two right, days later, right. It's easy to play, uh, uh, have hindsight, you know. But but here's the thing. Like, oh, I should have known. The not, like the time, the not knowing, right? You don't know if your band's ever gonna tour again. No, no. I don't know if I'm ever. That gonna was have the a, second time. I don't know in if I'm gonna life. have. No, probably the third time in my life that I, that I didn't know if uh, Avenged was going to tour again or like I knew we were gonna do the stuff. The third time. The third time. Well, so that was Jimmy time. passing. Yeah, of course. Uh, the first time I remember when Matt told me when Jimmy passed, like, "Oh, I don't know if we're gonna play ever again. Yeah. I think the band's done." I, I, and I was like, we "Oh, I think." I remember at the time, it was like, oh, "I think it should be." Yeah. Like, no, we all. But secretly, yeah. like, just selfishly, I just kind of wanted my friends to be closer to home, wow. <laughs> like, so I could drink with you guys longer. Yeah. No, I mean, because honestly, was, to be fair, I know your fans love to see you play and shit, but like. When you guys are gone for 16 months promoting an album, it's, it's fucking boring, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, like well, that's why you had to come out on Mayhem. And, that's why and I come out. Merch, yeah, yeah. Merch I come out to Scott London Hank. and shit like that. Yeah. Dude, oh, yeah, the London thing. We touched upon it, but you were out for London when you were helping us do the, uh, the pop-ups. Yeah, it was super we cool. Doing. That super was fun. super fucking rad. Also, too, like the London fans are, are, the, are, are like the nicest. Oh, they're so they're the nicest. They're so good. It's like, honestly, the American, American fans look like assholes. Like he said it, not me. No, no, they do though. Like, no, but but also too, I'm an American, so and I get it. We're kind of assholes. Nah. Deal with it. But the London fans are actually like nice. <laughs> it's like we're not that nice. It's like, oh yeah, shut up, you are. Yeah. <laughs> like, shut up, shut up, bitch. They're you're not, fine. They're not yeah. Canadian nice, but they're they're they're, they're close. Well, they're not as, not as apologetic. As <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean throughout the years you've been there the whole time. I mean, one of the things I have to bring up that I hope. People already know this, but your artwork for Hail to the King, the skull guy, the, the main thing that we put on our vinyl, the album cover outside of the black, the blackout was, the, was, was your art of the death bat king coming to life that we took and then we had to render it 
you had to figure out a way to render that from so, it and, and put it on the stage. So, like, there was important... We're working with Jordan, obviously. No, no, but it was an important album because the, the Rev was gone, and this was the first album where the band was going to stand up on their own without his creative element. Right, because we had, we had done Nightmare together with right. him and just had Portnoy play those parts. Right. Right. And this was the first one where we wrote new Which songs. was honestly like the most painful shit I ever saw is the f- fucking show you guys played in San Diego. The first show I saw without the Rev where Portnoy was on stage. It was, br- it was brutal. Man, like, you missed the one I was hearing those songs. Like, I, honestly, I fucking Montreal, I fucking had to turn around. I was, I was in tears. In tears? Yeah. I was in tears. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't. Honestly, like the, I, can't, I don't listen to the Nightmare Record. I hate it. Like, I can't I do can't, it. I can't. It's because it's too personal. I and, mean, well, I, I you say know. I can't listen to it, but I so that oh, oh, oh so that fiction. Did you know that I made an ambigram? Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five star review. If you want to listen to this show ad free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one on one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned. Stay thirsty and stay filthy as fuck. Okay, so the fiction song that Jimmy wrote. Yeah. Right? Skull. Um, I have like the, oh, oh. so I don't know if you know, I have a ton of like Rev tattoos. So I have like the Mesmer and the yep, mesmer, let's go yeah. get some pussy and let it roll. And the, uh, <laughs> that's have, a, that's a throwback. Dude. Yeah, that's yeah. a deep cut right I, there. I, I pixel and nasal and the, the Mephisto, the tree monster, <laughs> right? And then I have the fiction and then upside down is death. And I have like a... So rad. And honestly, I didn't mean to have a bunch of rev dab. It was just like a natural thing that had happened. Right. You know, kind of thing. Um, well, I mean, you were, you were at... We talked but he was my best at, friend. Yeah. Like, he's been my best friend since I was like a little... Like, so when we were young, I couldn't stand him. But then when I was about like 20, 21, my we started jiving together. And, and we started like hanging out together every weekend. We started doing drugs together. And like, there would be times where I was like, oh, hey, you should come over tonight. We're going to prove there's a God. Or we're going to prove there's no God. <laughs> like, <laughs> One way or the other, yeah, we're going to figure it yeah. out. Or, or we're going to watch The Exorcist on a loop for 48 hours. And it's like, oh, right. shit, let's do that. My yeah. favorite thing, though, is about, like, even with our old friends and everybody's has the same thing. At first, I really didn't like Jimmy. <laughs> like, yeah. then, and then by the end of it, every single one of us says... Becomes your favorite person. My best friend. My yeah. best friend. You know, most people say, like, your, your best friend is, like, this one person. He was best friends for everybody. Like, he oh, yeah, and, when you and say you know, he's funny, your best friend, it's I'm funny because like, you talk no, to like you talk to like friend. Jared or Grayson, <laughs> right? Or, or or any of the Montagues. Like, it's everyone's yeah. best friend. Yeah. But but it was one of those like, oh no, but that's the person I enjoy the most. Right. Like that's the, my favorite person to be around, and I feel the closest to him. And right. it was like that for everybody. It was like that for me. It was like that for you. He was big brother to you, mm-hmm. you know. And he was like, I don't know brother with problems for me. Right? <laughs> um, but like, you know, I wouldn't trade it for anything. No. I wouldn't trade it for anything. No, I mean, even just going to like the, the like you have the Mesmer tattoo and stuff like, you were there for the, get the shit event stuff. <laughs> if you do, I'm going to fucking shank the shit out of you for real. <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell me the Mesmer uh, stuff. No, oh, did you want to talk about Pinkly Smooth? Smooth? Yeah, like the, oh, going to the Pinkly Smooth shows. Like, how about, Did like, you go to any of them? I went to you t- one. What, you I went like to one. 13 at the time? No, so this is actually a funny story. I don't know that I've actually told this one. This is a fun story. So, before I was in the band, 
Um, in high school, I had gotten in trouble with my parents and the school for drinking. So I <laughs> joined wait, AA. Wait, you got in trouble in high school for drinking? You yeah. had to, wait, you had to go to AA I had to go to in AA high school because it was school. like a problem. It was a problem. I showed, like up, a problem. I showed up like for first period fucking hammered still. So You I, must be an alcoholic. What are you, fucking 15? Uh, yeah, it must have been, I was probably okay. 16. Okay. But yeah, so I, I had, you know, long story long, it seemed like I had a problem, so I went into AA. For a year, I stayed completely sober to the point where I was actually opening up the doors at my regular AA meeting and being one of the sponsors and sponsoring people for a year at a 16, at, as a 16-year-old kid. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, my life, my life philosophy has changed quite a bit since I was 16 years old. However, one of the first times that I drank again was at a pink, at a Pinkley Smooth show at the Liquid, uh, what the fuck? Liquid was Lounge. Liquid Lounge. I, I got snuck in through the back by Brian and Matt oh my and God. Jimmy. Do you know how much cocaine we had? <laughs> like, do, you so, know, do you know how much you know when this we were was doing? You know we were like a child dangerous? then. We were doing like adult stuff. I, yeah, <laughs> right? and I was a kid. And I just like, yeah. came in the back. So I was a fan still, like watching the guys in the garage. They had just finished doing the, sec- the, the second heartbeat uh, version with Brian Ping playing the solo on. This was the first time he, like, they had already done Second Heartbeat before, and then now it was with Brian in the band, and he was, like, Do you remember when they had he, the 10-minute version of the song? Yeah. Where it just went on and on and on? Sh- that's the version that Brian showed me in his white pickup. I yep. sat in the car, and he's like, dude, check this out. And I was like, cool. And we sat in the back of the Liquid Lounge, and before the Pinkly Smooth show started, and then I came in there, I was hanging out, I... Didn't know Matt that well. I knew Brian and Jimmy a little better because of the relationship to my older brother. And then I was in there and Matt looks over at me. He's like, yeah, man, hey, you want a beer? And I was like, been sober for a year. I'll have a beer. <laughs> so he had a pitcher. He poured me a beer and we fucking hung and out. And look at you like, now. You have this whole show. <laughs> revolved around drinking. <laughs> I think you're a genius. I don't know about genius. I still have to like make art for a living. You can just like hang out with your friends and get hammered. <laughs> Takes a special breed. Apparently. Mm. No, but I just remember that show specifically. Like, it, for whatever reason, it took uh, okay, the keyboard so, so, so long to get on. So hold up, hold up. Okay, go ahead. So people don't understand what Pinkley Smooth looked like, but their stage <laughs> costumes were like another thing. <laughs> Sinister- so then, Brian wasn't playing that night. Brian wasn't in the band at this time. Sinister Gates used to come out guys. with the clown shoes. And then the drummer was shredder and he was had cheese graters all oh, no, over him. Brian was playing that night. Yep. Sorry. He had the he had the clown shoes. Yeah. And then the rev would come out in a kimono with a Dracula hood. <laughs> hair and straight up. The, his hair was straight up, maybe maybe like two or three feet high. Right head, dude. Yep. <laughs> in a purple kimono with a Dracula hood on. Right? And they would start playing their combination of cowboy goblin jazz or whatever yeah. the fuck they styled it at the time. And it was so weird. And so crazy and so, so funny, awesome. and I couldn't get enough. And they played that McFly song, and they played the Mesmer song, and so they nasal. McFly and I knew every song over and over during the sound change. Okay, the so because like uh, Jimmy's keyboard wasn't working, so they just like sat out there for like you're gonna have like to cut this whole thing out of your video. why. Fucking, they want Nobody to cares show. that Jimmy played a song for fucking like four. No, he played it for okay. forty-five minutes. The same song. What do you? Who do you like, think? Who do you think this show is for? You think it's for other people? This is for me. No. Okay. <laughs> I feel bad for your fans sometimes. Me. 
No. So, anyways, like, so who's going after me? Are you having your like your, your mailman come or your golf golf neighbors or? No, no, not yet. All right. Yeah, maybe Sam will get behind. No, is Sam gonna do no, it. He's already been on yeah. a couple times. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe Dione will fly back in. You could have your manager. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, oh. oh. So all those years ago, I was right. <laughs> That's what he takes from it. That's good. Exactly. That's of course, is what I take from it. <laughs> the rightness. Petty. You should keep petty all this. Yeah, I'm Tom Petty, bro. <laughs> I'm Lori Petty. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I fucking love it. Yeah. Oh man. We Ooh. should we should smoke. Mm-hmm. And then we wait, should wait, stab wait. each other. Let's, let's let's finish this up and then we'll then we'll. Oh do this. oh oh! You want to end the episode? I think we I think we get. Do you think we get enough good content? No. Okay. No one's gonna watch anyway. What are you talking about? Like a shitload of people watch. Also, too, let's be fair. The Avenged episodes with Avenged people in them stuff, they, they do better than the ones with like your oh, other yeah. friends people. That's All right, so let's on. talk about some fucking Avenged shit. No. No, I want them to show up. Thinking no, let's talk about how many death bats I've had to paint in my entire life. Ooh, let's talk about that. How many death bats have I had to paint? I can't even fucking count because it's a fucking lot. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> like. I, I have nightmares and I see death bats. Right? Let me ask you a serious question on that though. Like after you're painting so many death bats and our one of our other family members in Micah who created the original yes. drawing. Right. And you've had to paint it so many more times. What does that mean to you? I, I understand like we're kind of joking about you've had to do it so many times it probably gets annoying. What does it like, mean to me? No. <laughs> what? I don't, I'm waiting for a question. Just wait a little bit longer, okay? okay. Uh, <laughs> I thought you'd done interviews before now. You gotta wait for me to set them up. <laughs> yeah, I'm usually not used to the host being this hammered. I'm not that hammered yet. You're about to get shivved. Yeah, you're hammered. Yeah, <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, so you've, you've been the artist uh, since Micah did the original drawing, who is our, our dear friend, now, now passed. Um, and I miss him and, too. Of course. And, I, and also too, I miss his bullshit. It was always fun to. He had a little bullshit. Yeah. But, but I, always, I missed that was, part too. It was always too. Micah's bullshit. You know what? When your friends pass, you miss the good parts and you miss the bad parts. Mm -hmm. I miss the bad parts too. Right. You know? I loved Micah. He was like a little brother to all of us, always. He had problems. He was ridiculous. Do you remember the infamous but I, story? But I loved him. And, I, and I, that'll never change for me. Do you remember when we were in Havasu? And I wasn't there for that one. You weren't there for that I one? I know what you're talking about. When, 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 when I did the meat sandwich on him? For another episode. Uh, anyways, on a serious note, when you're when you're painting the death bat that many times, knowing that Micah had done the original drawing, know that like the family stuff, and we're talking about the family. Like, what does that mean to you when you're when you're doing it? When you're re recreating something from a from a from a brother that created the original thing, and then doing it for a band of brothers, of family members, and I know you've. I mean, you can't even count at this point how many times you've done the death, the death bat, right? So we made the NFT, the Into the Ether one for your band. Right. That was, and uh, I did year, like right? a Chuck Close type version. Years. I did like a conceptual contemporary art version of it. And I feel like I'm still trying to invent new ways to recreate the death bat. Um, but I think there's a still like a lot more room to run. Really, mm -hmm. like we can go... Into the Ether. Well, I mean, we can go marble sculpture like we can keep going with it like like there's there's so there's I want the first marble sculpture I'm sure you do um, <laughs> uh, they're, they're, I, it's one of those things where it's so iconistic and it's so like legendary that we can keep doing it we've yeah. done it in like stage ghouls and props 
and overheads and projectors and, you know, visuals, everything from jumbotrons to album art to you name it. But I still think there's a lot of legs on it. I still think there's a lot of exploration to do with it. And I think, like, you know, like, that stuff's pretty fun and I'm, I'm still excited about it. I haven't lost my love for it and I've been doing it for, I don't know, like 18, 19 years. Yeah. And I still like doing it. I'm still like a skull guy and that's still my wheelhouse and I'm still looking forward to the next thing. That's awesome, man. And I appreciate everything you've done with that. I want to ask though, when you're getting hit up now by like Fat Mike to do uh, other album covers and other album artwork, like we were talking earlier, you did the City of Evil stuff. Yep. Um, now you're getting hit up pretty often for a lot of other uh, band art and stuff. So like, I mean, and that's been going on for a while now. Yeah, so, you Tell know, I, I, I've done some stuff with Slipknot, and I've done some stuff with Paul McCartney, and I've done some stuff with a lot of bands. Um, Fat Mike's interesting, you know? He's like a, he's a weird guy, and he's kind of an all-over-the-place guy, and his personal life is totally chaotic, and it's one of those things that you have to accept about people and love about them, and I kind of I like it about him. He's like, it's one of those things where he's kind of a crazy guy, and he's, that kind of makes him super exciting. Um, I also feel like he's one of those people where like his heart's in the right place at the right times. And I think that's super important. He's a good person. He's a good, he's a good person, person when it matters. And mm -hmm. I think that's super important. So we did, um, I did a cover for him. I'm super excited about and I'm, I'm doing my like a second or third cover for the used coming up too. Awesome. And now I'm in this place where like I'm only kind of making the artwork I want for the projects I want to do. And um, you know, the used, not only do, do I love their singer, Bert, but mm -hmm. you know, their manager's been our best friend for yeah, Sean. 20 years. And it's one of those things where like, it's still family and it's still the same wheelhouse and we still want like, you know, our family to do well together. But like also too, artistically and creatively, those visions, like I wanna see what's there, you know? I yeah. wanna see what you're talking about. I wanna get into like, I wanna know where the meat on the bone sits, right. you know? And then go and take it to, to, the, to the place. And so then, is, that, is that how you approach it, like with a different artist? I know when we're talking to you, it's like, hey buddy, we got a couple of ideas. How like how can you do it? And that is so not how your band works. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> how it is. Um. <laughs> Come on, man! You're gonna fucking sell us out. <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt's really conceptual, you know. No, exactly. No, it's, and, a, it's and, a very and clear vision. It's and, a lot of revision. And he's got these concepts that, right. like, that, like, to make them visual, you know, attributes or, or visual tools. Mm -hmm. You know, you're dealing with a thing where, like, somebody sees it super clear, and they need to transmute that message to their audience, and you want to get it and make it in the simplest way possible, so you become like the conduit to do that. And there's, it's not an easy job, but I think it's right. like a like a noble thing to do. It's like when we were doing the um, um, the stage. Yeah. The stage was like a super exciting thing for me. You guys made like this art album, this conceptual crazy person album with a combination of fishbone and and like. 10 minute singles. <laughs> right? The record we wanted to make 10 years before. We just no, it's <laughs> fucking cool, <laughs> man. Fucking it's it. fucking cool. And, and it's, <laughs> it's one of my favorite records because it's like the, the record that gives the least fucks. You know, there's records that are that more violent. That says a lot about, about no, but, like. but, 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 but like there's records That's that are awesome. more violent. There's records that are that more right. exciting. There's records that are more epic. 
And that's the one that gives the least fucks where it's like, oh, this is what's happening. Now. This is what we like. Oh. Yeah. And something magic about that, you yeah. know? But I always like the last thing, so. You said, like, as you said, like, Matt, Zach, like, all of us kind of have, like, a real clear vision of what we want the art to look like and stuff. Have you found that to be the case when we're working with Muse, NoFX, Paul McCartney? Or are you every get, are you, every, are you every, every artist is different, right. you know, and there's always, like, a couple of leaders in the band that have, like, a visual thing that they want to accomplish. Um, Zach has a different version of what he wants than Matt does, mm -hmm. you know. Um, Bert's gonna have a different thing than what he wants of the rest of his band does. Yeah, you know, No Effects yeah. is gonna have a different, you know. But like, some of them are social, some of them are political, some of them are conceptual, some of them are, are ethereal or existential. Like, right. it, we're just getting into like greater and greater concept kind of things. And like, I really enjoy bouncing off of those ideas and bringing my best to the table, you know. Um, you know, I've always loved how weird and out there and hard Avenge could get, right? Like the modern Metallica kind of thing. And then bringing the artwork to that has always been fucking really, really fun and they really badass. You always a great job at it, man. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I created a piece of artwork and then my best friends made a 30-foot stage sculpture out of it. <laughs> That's and I was like, oh, oh, well, fucking... Maybe I did a do okay job, you know, <laughs> and, and like the ego wise, like it's cool. But I remember the old days, the all for nothing days, the we had nothing days. Yeah. Um, I remember when you guys did the first acoustic Christmas and oh, you guys got yeah. like 10 minutes to play one or two it's a songs. Rotate, rotating stage. Yeah. yeah, the fucking rotating stage and Zach threw his guitar and it was a fucking chaos. I love it. Yeah. Oh, that was a good day. Like, like when things go bad, like the bad things, like those are the things I remember. We've always and like, we've always and like the, the, the fans and the wrong. love comes out hard. <laughs> no, but the fans and the love comes out hard with those things is that you want your team to win. You right, know? Right. It's, like your, it's like your soccer team, but maybe even more personal. Right. Well, man, I think we're, we're probably getting real close to this shanking. So, uh, are you? Finish that shit. We'll stab we will. each other. We will. So, you know what? Uh, but you know what? I, I there's think, friends I think and there's there. best friends and then there's friends who stab each other. That's like gonna be the fucking tag on this. Look at this one. Video. Look at this one. Hold up. See that one? That's the last. Oh, that's good. Oh, and that one. The Rev gave me both of those. Nice. But I gave Ian one and he had to go to the hospital. I used that too. All right. Well, let's not send anyone to the hospital. But anyways. I'll take stitches. You can give me some stitches. I'm good. Yeah. I've got, I've got thread. My wife is gonna be so mad we're stabbing each other. This is ridiculous. Okay, right, so Shanks giving. Shank, are you trying to clap, cap out? Oh, I'm capping out. Right is now. that what's happening? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sending right. it off right now. Who's, who's, who's your next guest after me? Who are we release next or who am I filming with? No, next? who are you filming with next? I don't even fucking know. Sam, who are we filming with next? Oh, uh, the guitar. Uh, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Sophie Blake. Shit, who does the fucking dumb out? She's hot. No. Who's not hot? Come on. <laughs> We were trying to get her in person. She didn't fucking, she's in the UK. She was down in San Diego. You're going to fly her out to this thing? No, she was already out and she got COVID while she was out. So was she couldn't fucking do it. <laughs> I was like, missed it's, it by that much. <laughs> you think it's hot because she has COVID. And it's like, oh, <coughs> hold on. <coughs> Let me play some guitar real quick. I mean, <coughs> I'm not going to say no. Anyways, brother. Hey. Thank you very much. We're, we're going to send off right now. 
Oh, we are? Yeah, we're doing a send-off. Oh, we're, we're done? We're gonna, we're gonna keep drinking. But we're done with these people for a minute. I'm not leaving until I get stabbed. All right, we're I'm gonna... definitely stabbing you. <laughs> All right, well, we're gonna make this happen. Make some people in. drink and some people play. Oh, am I, am, I pre am I fucking up your preamble? No, you're good. I'm just gonna keep looking over here. I'm not even gonna look at you. What are you looking, which one are you looking at? Uh, the main one right there. That's the main one? Yeah, that's the main one, the phone. Anyways, thanks everyone for uh, being here. Thank you. Cam, I love you very much. It's fucking been an honor to have you on the 100th episode of Drinks with Johnny. We stuck with it, man. Like, can you? Hey, I'm, I'm honored I'm in 100. I never thought I would. I'm honored I'm honored. Let's go get 100 tattoos. 100 tattoos. Dude. Whoa, 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 whoa. Costanza with the 100 tattoos. No, let's just get the Costanza tattoo. All right. Do you remember the Rev was going to get that, that tattoo that was like, oh. this hurts so bad? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much more. We, we could make like a fucking 12 We could do a 12 hour episode, episode of that, dude. For sure. Yeah. Well, we'll just have to have you back on. 200th episode. Oh, I'm down for 200. You're just, you're just the 100th. We're going to be 50 at that time. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fucking epic. Stick around. Stick around for episode 200. Val Michelle's episode is better. Watch that one. Watch that one. Don't watch this one. This no is terrible. It'll be on the next playlist. You yeah. can hit that one. Why was Brian wearing his sunglasses? No one knows. Okay. <laughs> Zach's so funnier than you are. All right. Yeah, and then cut. <laughs> Cheers. And that's going to just about do it for this week's episode of Drinks with Johnny. Thanks to Cam for being on the show. Thanks to you guys for listening. Now, if you're listening right now and the YouTube video is not out yet, um, that's coming out tomorrow night on Tuesday night at 4 p.m. That is our always going to be from now on the time that we premiere these videos. I will be in the live chat. And tomorrow night on the 100th episode, while we're premiering the YouTube video, I will announce who won the jacket uh, contest that we w that we won, uh, that we ran rather. And uh, you guys should tune in and find out if you are one of the lucky ones that is going to own my jacket. I'm sad to see it go. It was a great jacket um, in my wardrobe for a lot of years. And uh, man, I, it's it's a little bittersweet, but it's time to retire it. And I wanted to make sure someone. Uh, got it that would really appreciate it so tune in to the world premiere youtube premiere of the 100th episode of drinks with johnny this episode that you just listened to you could go check out the video tomorrow night or tuesday yeah tuesday night at 4 p.m and uh, we're going to be announcing the 100th episode contest winner of my uh jacket so make sure you tune in there i'll be there in the live chat as always and until next time, as always, fucking cheers. Hello out there. Yes, hello out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimbut the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you! Hey you, do you have any plans this year? Ha! <laughs> 
How's that going? Did you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony, also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2020 zero-d.com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app.